Women of Science 30 Stories and Songs Episode 1 Shanna Fraser There's many a lass of the scientist clan That has followed her brief in the field She has sworn, she has cursed, been ignored and abused But a scientist never can yield I hear the pibroch sounding, sounding deep From the women of old With night springing footsteps They trample their paths Tis the march of the women of science Tis the march I'm Frances M. Lynch The artistic director of Electric Voice Theatre And this is our very first podcast So thank you very much for joining us. The music you've been listening to is part of the March of the Women of Science, which I suspect you've probably gathered. It's actually an adaptation of a 19th century piece called The March of the Cameron Men by composer Mary Maxwell Campbell. And it's sung by our performers, participants and audiences at all of our Minerva Scientifica performances. In this podcast series, Women of Science, 30 Stories and Songs, we'll be exploring women scientists and composers past and present and the music created by, with and for them during our UK-wide Minerva Scientifica projects. In each episode, we're going to be joined by some special guests and experts in the fields of both science and music. So today... We begin, not as you might imagine, with a scientist. That would be too obvious, given the title. But with composer Shenna Fraser, who happened to have been born on this day, May the 26th, in 1910, in the historic town of Stirling in the central belt of Scotland. Shenna Fraser is someone that most of us freelance musicians today can really identify with, particularly women composers. Like most of us, she had to use as many of her skills as possible to survive. Not just composing, but lecturing, adjudicating for exams and that kind of thing. Competitions probably, acting as accompanist for soloists, choirs. I think she wrote some books about music theory and I've seen her oral training manuals, which are still great. And even going to the lengths of publishing her own music in partnership with Yvonne Enoch. So they formed a publishing company called Fraser Enoch, which specialised in her extensive work for choirs, particularly children and piano. Now, this is music that I sang as a child growing up in Scotland, as would many of my contemporaries, even if we weren't aware of it at the time, particularly, probably, that it had been written by a woman. We're going to play two examples of her work, one which was written for children's choir, But first, a solo song taken from a larger work for adults, which was called Full Fathom Five. So this would have involved a chorus and a couple of soloists and piano. And it's sung here by Electric Voice Theatre's mezzo and BBC singer Margaret Cameron in a version adapted to tell the story of another sterling-born woman, Nora Miller. Oh, to the 
Lullaby by Shenna Fraser, sung there by Margaret Cameron, with myself at the piano. A mother singing to her child about how she expects her to go off to sea, which is exactly what marine biologist Nora Miller did. So let's go over to an online call where two experts are waiting to tell us more about marine biology and Nora Miller. First of all, Catherine Booth, who I met when she was science curator at the National Library of Scotland. Our second expert is Dr Gillian Sales from the Museum of Life Sciences at King's College London. So we've just been listening to the Shenna Fraser song, The Sea Lullaby, and I wanted to perhaps ask you first, Catherine, why you think that we use that song to link to the story of the marine biologist Nora Miller. So the song is particularly appropriate. I think Nora would have grown up with a lot of music around her. Her mother was a very fine singer. She had trained under Hubert Parry. Nora herself was musical. She played the organ, the piano, and she had a nice singing voice too. The sea was very important to Nora, and her interest was in marine creatures, especially the lungfish, very keen on lungfish. Gillian, I first encountered a specimen of a lungfish in your wonderful <laughs> Museum of Life Sciences. If you imagine a Harry Potter room <laughs> full of the most extraordinary exhibits you've ever seen in your life, that kind of gives you an, an impression of what this, the museum is like. Well, we've actually got three different lungfish um, in the museum. We've got a great big Australian lungfish, about 60 centimetres long, I suppose. That's the one I saw! That's the one you amazing saw. Amazing looking thing. But we've got a, a much smaller one of the same species, and wow. then we've got an African lungfish, which has got slightly, well, very different fins, um, but still shows the same characteristics of the lungfish. And it's an extraordinary beast, because it can breathe air, as other fish can, but it's also got four effective limbs. The fins are not like the fins of a goldfish or a herring, but they're called lobed finned. So they attach to the body by a single bone, just like we do if you feel the top of your arm. And the genetic control of the development of that arm and of the fingers is just the same as the genetic control of the development of our arms. Um, it can air breathe and it does air breathe a lot of the time. Do yeah. you mean it literally goes up to the top of the water, out yeah. of the water, to breathe? It just goes to the top of the water. Ah. And then um, the Australian lungfish has actually got little nostrils, and it just pokes those out and takes 
um, a gulp <laughs> full of air, if you like. But it, it's also got gills. Um, South African and South American uh, lungfish don't have external gills, but the Australian one does. She did go to Australia. She did not go yes. to South America. So she would have seen the species that we've got. Thanks very much for talking to us about lungfish and Nora Miller. But I'm going to drag us back to Shenna Fraser. Shenna Fraser wrote a song which was actually called Winkin' Blinkin' and Nod three fishermen so I've just oh, right. taken their boat and turned it into a telescope and put the three names of the three women astronomers there instead. Mary Somerville never had a telescope. Caroline Herschel did look through a telescope. I visited the Herschel Museum once and I looked at Caroline Herschel's visitor's book and Mary Somerville's name was there. The poignant thing about Wilhelmina Fleming, one of her discoveries was the Horsehead Nebula. But she discovered it as a whole lot of figures, thanks to the Hubble spacecraft. We can see what it looks like, but she never saw what it looked like.
Astronomers 3, an adaptation of Winkin, Blinkin and Nod by Shenna Fraser, performed by Margaret Cameron and Frances M. Lynch. Uh, that's me. That's it for episode one of Women of Science 30 Stories and Songs. Many thanks to our expert contributors, science researcher Catherine Booth and Dr Gillian Sales, the curator of the Museum of Life Sciences at King's College London. There are many more fascinating stories and fantastic music on minervascientifica.co.uk. You can find out more about us at electricvoicetheatre.co.uk too or on our Twitter or Facebook sites. Do join us on May the 30th for episode two of Women of Science, 30 Stories and Songs, when we'll be investigating the story of a famous Essex woman whose visit to the Royal Society in London on that day in 1667 resulted in women being banned from those hallowed halls for nearly three centuries.